take off, take flight with you. For we never fly, but we're flying. So welcome back to another episode on Take Flight Podcast. Today's episode is a takeaway session with myself, Pebilo. And I wanted to use the time to share my thoughts around managing a property portfolio, more specifically weighing up the pros and cons between hiring an estate agent or managing your properties in-house with your own team. So if you're just getting started out in property or you've got a few years of experience, I think there'll be some good insights um, in this session for you to consider in your journey or whatever decision you actually decide sort of to take. Um, So my story up till now is that I've been focusing on investing into single family homes in the UK you know, more aggressively since 2019. And I've been acquiring properties a thousand miles away from the actual investment area because I'm abroad um, in Switzerland. So of course, being based overseas, I've always hired estate agents to take on the end-to-end process of managing tenants. And I've completely outsourced that to the experts in their field to oversee that part of the portfolio. I've never met any of my tenants because the relationship has been developed between them and the estate agent. So I'd say over the last sort of three and a half, four years, I've probably had a quite successful partnership with them. And I think I've been quite lucky enough to secure some good estate agents um, because not all estate agents are created equally. So what I wanted to do is before diving into sort of the, the pros and the other side of the coin is maybe share some practical steps on how you can actually start um, developing a good relationship with these agents to then get into the conversation around which type of management service would you actually like to sort of look into. So let's say, for example, you know, you're, you're starting out, you've got your, you've got your first property looking to get, to get managed or perhaps your second. I think here are some practical steps I've learned that can just get you started off in, in building good rapport from the beginning. So very firstly, what you want to obviously do is identify all the estate agents in your investment area. The next thing you want to do is then check all of the reviews online for both the sales and the letting teams for those estate agents. And then with that sort of narrow it down to sort of three to five agents based on the reviews, you're really looking for outstanding reviews, great service um, that have been provided to clients. Then when you're reading the reviews, you want to identify actual names of agents, right? So then you want to then associate each agent with a name. So when you're actually calling up, you're actually asking for a particular name, which is a very different way to open up a conversation. And then if you say, can I just speak to someone from the lettings team? And I've always found that it's such much more of a warmer call. Um, So, and when you get through to that person, openly share on the phone. Um, It's your very first time speaking to them. You've read great things about them from the reviews. Um, You're in the market, you know, looking to, 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 for your next deal. And you also want support in sort of managing. And and that start, right. it's, It's very basic steps, but that start really gets them on your side. And you can imagine for an estate agent, it's a win-win. If they can position themselves to help you with the actual, provide you the property to actually buy and then be in a position where they can actually manage it for you, it's a win-win for them because they get a commission on the sale and also a fee for managing the property. So um, it's a great, you know, practical couple steps on just getting started um, in talking to agents and identifying the better agents in the area to sort of discuss and start learning from. And I'll say probably finally, what you want to do after doing that is arrange a time and a date to meet the agent in person um, and, you know, further the conversation, talk a little bit about the area, talk about sort of the demand and how you guys can work together in the next few steps. And that's what I've done in the very beginning. Although I'm based overseas and managing it from a distance, in the beginning, I sort of curated those relationships by just sort of meeting those agents in person just to sort of, you know, set the tone and, and kind of have that conversation. Now, in terms of actually management itself, right, what you'll find is estate agents usually offer three types of services. 
The first service is a tenant and find service. So what they basically do here is they will um, list your property um, on the market across all of the pop popular platforms, right, move, Zoopla. So they'll go through the marketing process. Um, they will source the tenant, then go through the relevant reference checks. Um, and then after that, it's basically handed over to you as a landlord to then manage the sort of day-to-day -day management and also the rent collection for yourself. Then the next service they offer is um, rent collection, where they've done the marketing reference checks, vetting the tenants, um, they've they've provided the contracts, but then they also take on the admin around sort of the rent collection. So they, they receive the rent from the tenant and they actually then um, sort of pay um, you thereafter. And then you then send focus on the day-to-day -day management. So any maintenance issues, that's then on you. And the final uh, um, service they offer, which is obviously what they want to provide, is the fully management um, service, which is basically everything I've mentioned um, and dealing with all of sort of being the first point of contact for maintenance issues, answering all the queries from tenants. So really being that sort of end-to-end -end, um, provider and, and service. So as you can imagine, in my situation, I've always gone for the full management um, um, service just due to being based overseas. And what I want to do is kind of share some of the main benefits that I've experienced over, over the years um, and then sort of, you know, go into sort of the alternative or, or alternative way of thinking to see then what, what model best um, sort of fits for you. So I think the very first obvious um, um, benefit is credibility in the marketplace. So when, you know, that particular agent is advertising your property, tenants are very familiar with that particular brand. So it creates a good level of interest versus using a private separate platform um, off your own back. You know, so you're looking at your, your properties on there with a brand that people can actually trust. The next thing is experience, right? So um, there are a number of these, these, a number of estate agents have been, you know, sort of selling properties, managing properties for a number of years, some even into the hundreds of years. So there's not a problem or an issue that they have not seen that they can't advise you on, right? And they can also advise you on where to focus on investing, which areas are more popular um, for different types of rentals. Um, so it's, it's, they've got a huge, you know, vast amount of experience and knowledge, which, by partnering with them, you get kind of access into that knowledge and understand that way of working. The third main benefit, I think, with, with um, using estate agents is that vetting and referencing process. One of the most important parts about having a successful uh, tenant over the long run is everything that's been done up front, right? So your ability to sort of vet and ensure that their credit worthiness, ensure that they're financially viable. You've gone through the proper referencing checks to make sure that you're getting a really, really good high quality tenant, which can pay dividends over the long run. Um, and what I found is, is great checks in the beginning can often lead to long sustainable um, um, tenants um, because they're of good quality. And then the fourth thing is the compliance. Um, there's a lot of legislation when it comes to um, property in general, especially when it comes to um, um, providing a rental home for tenants. There's a lot of legal requirements to adhere to. So what you'd find is that Contracts that state agents sort of develop, they're fully up to date with all the legislation changes, which will mitigate the risks on both on, on either side. Around the middle of last year, I decided to switch to a tenant and find model, um, which means that whenever I acquire a new property, I would only ask my state agents to now, instead of doing a full management for this property, just do a tenant and find. Um, so go through the process of just sourcing, um, vetting, and then securing a good tenant. And then I will take it over with my team and then run the rest of the process. So why have I decided to make this decision? Well, over the years, I've had the chance to learn about their processes, 
of how a stagings work, right? So I've kind of built up this knowledge base that's given me more insight into how you can actually improve and make the process a lot more efficient. And I've also found myself naturally building my own structure where I have direct communication with my contractors, you know, general admin around contracts, documents, and information. Um, so it's just a natural evolution of just understanding and having a portfolio that you're actually managing. What I've also learned in, in you know, the other side to the coin, which is one of the driving reasons as to why I thought, you know, it could actually make more sense to switch to a tenant and find, there, there are a couple of drawbacks, which, which you need to consider and keep in mind. The first one, what I, what I sort of noticed over the years is speed. Speed is a very, very important um, trait within business. And you have to remember, in effect, an estate agent is a middleman. So I'll give you an example. When you have sort of a maintenance issue arising, there were times where it would take a few days before I'm actually notified by the relevant department as to what needs to be done. Now, I pride myself on getting issues or at least a solution provided within ideally 24 hours to keep the tenants satisfied and to keep them understanding that you've got a landlord that cares. So there have been some, some scenarios where it's taken a lot more than a few days before I'm actually aware of the issue. Um, and there've been some really bad situations just due to a breakdown in communication. Um, and, and it's just taken a long time for it to get through to me. The second thing is around um, costs. So what you'll find is estate agents are actually a lot more expensive um, than the actual fee that you're actually signing up to because there are actually several fees that are applied throughout the process. Um, and I think this is driven really because a few years ago, there was a change in legislation that meant that agents could not charge um, tenants any fees. So they had to basically rework their business model, try and stay profitable by then sort of pushing on those fees to landlords. Um, so I found over the years that there would be, you know, a management fee, but there's there's sort of renewal fees, there's work admin fees, and then these fees that are coming up, you know, as, as things are happening. So, and all obviously eats into your profit. So as you, if you think about taking up that um, cost base out or not having those fees, that goes all the way into sort of your profit um, and helps your margins. The third thing what I kind of noticed and realized is that it's 2022, 2023, almost everything can be done by a phone. Right. And um, the agents that I work with um, didn't necessarily have first class apps or, or platforms online that would make it a lot easier to check rent statuses or, or complaints that tenants have lodged or, or just sort of first class tech systems that can really create that speed and efficiency um, that I would love to be able to sort of be able to be a part of an experience. Um, so that's something that that sort of um, I really considered. And I think the fourth one is that although it's full management or whatever service you actually you actually select, in essence, you're still notified of issues, right? You you still um, are are receiving, you know, emails are just pretty much forwarded onto you. So, and sometimes you may ask yourself, well, I could have just dealt with that directly myself. So what you'll find is sometimes depending on how you structured your business or who you're actually working for, working with, you can find yourself actually just managing the manager. So, um, you know, taking all that into consideration, kind of, you know, what, what sort of happened, you know, is, is I've sort of found that. So what I've, what's happened over the time is I've built up my team where literally now everything can just be run by the phone. Uh, tenant queries, um, all my tenants have the numbers of my contractors that I built up over time. So anything, anything that comes up can be dealt with um, super quickly. So it's, it's taken, it takes a couple of years before you can understand what, you know, practice to best put in place so I think I think with that I think it's more what you may find in conclusion what you may find in your journey is that in the beginning when you're starting off it's probably a good idea to leverage um, the best in the market the experience 
fully leverage, right? Everything they, they actually do. So you can learn um, the process, learn their services, learn how, um, you know, they deal with tenants, learn how they actually deal with, you know, each part of, of that, you know, end-to-end -end process. And as you're building up your knowledge base, you can then identify what, where can I improve, right? And if I did it myself with my own team, how would that look differently? So I think, I think what's happened in my situation, I think it's probably a natural evolution that most property investors slash landlords sort of go through, right? Um, if you're looking at the single family um, home um, business model. So it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily a situation where I am actually doing the physical management, but it's actually putting a team um, around this model in saying that, uh, tenants here are the key contacts that you need to speak to when something comes up all I'm literally doing is approving the invoices um, and by that things are getting done a lot faster um, and I think sometimes there is power in having a direct communication to your tenants because you can actually cultivate a relationship that perhaps you can't cultivate if you've got a middleman in so a lot of things can actually be resolved or, or well thought through and discussed um, if you've got that direct um, communication with your tenant. So I helped, I hope those, those sort of looking at both ends of the spectrum, the pros of working with estate agents, um, you know, and, and some of the other things to consider, um, if you know, as to what can actually help um, your business, um, where maybe to find the middle ground, for example, in my situation, you're going with that tenant and find, um, um, solution, um, which works really well. And I take on the rest. Um, so I think it's, it's definitely very, very important to think about maybe what you also want to do is if you're starting out is give yourself a period of time where you say within the first 24 months, 36 months, I work with an agent and then I'll look to actually then build my own team. Then I can um, and do it that way. So hope this episode has helped just to provide some insights for you to consider. Um, and if you've got any questions or thoughts, uh, please reach out to me on Instagram, um, Pabilo, at Pabilo, uh, Timbo. Or if you've got any thoughts, you can also reach out to us on Take Flight um, Podcast um, and also um, on our email as well. So um, until next time, um, we'll speak soon. Take off, take off.